0: I'm Mike Peters. I'm Dan Morfit, and this and this is, is top, top content. content. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? What have you just dropped? You'd t- dropped nothing. You looked as if you, you looked as if you were Ben Stokes taking that catch. I <laughs> no, dropped my phone. Shit my finger. <laughs> no, just
0: put, me, put me phone and we watch on charge, You see while I do this
1: is this is this all top content it Is to you an opportunity for you to charge up your Steve Jobs memorial products yeah,
0: yeah essentially basically. yeah
1: I don't blame I don't blame you I don't blame you no um, so okay. it finally had to happen mate it's been in the offing for in ages we've been waiting for this it's obviously it's going to happen
0: I was going to go on are we thinking the same thing
1: yeah, in that, I think they're listening to us. I think they're listening to top content. I think they're listening to, to Mike Peters, to Dan Morfitt. Yeah. I think they're absorbing what they're hearing and then they're making it happen. And I'm I'm chuffed to hell. 2021, finally. Is this the battle between Cuthbert and
0: Colin the Caterpillar? Is this where they finally become friends, where they bury the hatchet or knife, presumably in
1: each other's backs because they're so damn tasty? I- Actually, what is M&S's beef here, for F's sake? Wackers. Oh,
0: M&S's beef Honestly. is excellent. I, it's you know the top side and silver side joints are very good, <laughs> very nice, cooked to a nice pink rare.
1: But then <laughs> oh, no. the horseradish
0: is oh, no, no, a don't delight. I mean, feel free to go and buy M&S's stuff. Buy anybody's stuff you want, but if you buy M&S's, that does help my pension. So that's uh,
1: that's good. I, what I don't understand in all of this to to an outsider. You'd assume that Cuthbert would be m because you assume it's a little bit posher than Aldi. Yeah, it's a bit more middle but class, it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and Cuthbert was, what, Seven Stone Weakling. Yeah, it's it's all a little bit weird if you're if you sort of new to this. Colin the Caterpillar is an M&S mainstay, whereas Cuthbert the Caterpillar is an S&M mainstay. <laughs> I mean, it's the Teutonic
0: battle that um, that you know that we're all getting behind. They're German to think a side. It's it's oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, it was Aldi in it. So you know we're, we're all getting behind this. You know, are you in favour of collaboration between the caterpillars? And somebody did actually send a meme round this morning. I'll see if I can find it actually hang on a minute. And which which had a, a picture of all of the all the caterpillars, and it said as follows. Breaking. Colin Cuthbert, Clyde, Cecil Curley and Wiggles have agreed to establish a new Caterpillar Super League with three more
1: Caterpillars expected to join soon. I'll I'll send you that. I'll send you that. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. But where does the Hungry Caterpillar come in all of this? Do they they get any royalties?
0: No, no, we're not interested in them. Apparently there will be a trickle down towards the Hungry Caterpillar (laughs) um, in some form of parachute payment, which they will get. But of course, it's an invite only situation. So the hungry caterpillar may be invited to the top table in order to dine with the
1: uh, big, huge, Teutonic duopoly of caterpillars. Well, yeah. The weird thing is, I'm I'm here for this. There's so much to in the world right now and so much awfulness <laughs> that yeah, Colin I... versus Cuthbert is is probably the zenith of it all. And I'm I'm here for it. I MS, our wedding cake was from MS. Yeah. Nobody noticed that it was from MS because it was a damn good cake. And I could bore you absolutely, bored rigid with my love for Aldi and the fact that the two Aldis, you know, you know, two, that, Al- don't you? two Aldis, two Aldis, it's two Aldis. Yeah, like two Aldis. Is that, is that like, or or, two, or my two dads? It sitcom. is sort of like Paul Ricer and Greg Evergan.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, well done for remembering the other one because I can never remember. It. I
1: just remember he had a beard. Yeah, Greg I remember it was Paul Reiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, yeah. Because then he did the voiceover for when animals attack on Toom Ringer <laughs> this morning with Richard Machida. Greg Evergan, Hi, did he? I'm Greg Evergan. okay <laughs> You know, you know the difference between the Aldis, don't you? There's two two types of Aldi in the world. No, I don't they've know. Got this. Two, they've got two, they've got two similar. They've got two similar but differing logos. They were a family firm, and then in the sixties when it was passed down to the brothers, one brother wanted to sell fags and the other brother went, No, fags kill people. We're not selling fags. So it then became Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud. So they're two separate companies, but they have one buying power. <laughs> this is this is phenomenal. I can't believe you've never known this about no, no, the German this. supermarket. Is it is, it, and, is this like um, it's like the ultras,
0: is it? There's like the, the Kerva Sud
1: ultras yeah. versus the the Kürmer- yeah. Nord ultras. It's like being at the yeah. San Ciro this, isn't it? The, the Aldi Sud Tefosi is, is giving it some. And um, uh-huh. they they went off into separate companies and they basically drew a, a line through Germany, as was then yeah. and as is now. And before the pandemic, they started working on reuniting both sides of the company. So they both buy the same, yeah. but they're separate companies. And in America, we have Aldi and we have Trader Joe's, who is owned by Aldi. It's fascinating. Right, Okay.
0: So, so what they're currently what they're trying to do is trying to trying attempt reunification of the Aldi's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so you have to go through checkpoint, not checkpoint, the till, checkpoint hosted by Charlie, <laughs> where you're confronted by a wall of, you know, this week's bargains, and then yeah. and then you can potentially go into the. This is this is absolutely remarkable. I mean, you know, it's reimagining the the fall of communism for the 21st century, to enable children to understand in a much more literal yeah. way. It's almost like, a, you know, one of them rooms that kids go in when and it's got, like, lights and stuff and all the rest of it. It's like a, a physical... It's an oh, interactive like learning room. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. an interactive learning yeah. experience contained within the environs of a supermarket where you can buy very tasty caterpillars and midget gems, which is my personal... And, and every, so, Thursday,
1: buy a every Thursday... Bargain, 27th. Yeah, every Thursday, buy can... a wetsuit, <laughs> <laughs> a tip pack... A um, Hang on. a rechargeable battery. Oh, frig, what have you bought? There,
0: no, this, I bought this a while ago. It's a, it's a trolley bag. Bought this from said supermarket. See? Trolley oh, backpack with oh. ex- extendable handle. There you go. It's good, isn't it? I think it's about that's 15, 16 quid, something like that. I was like, oh, I'm having that. I shall have that. When are you 40 again? <laughs> when are you 40, Mike? End of Mike? June. Yeah. End, of, end of June. Yeah. Taking, yeah, ticking, That
1: time, off. time ticks up, <laughs> upon you. Um, well, do you know what?
0: This right, I've I've had to go and buy glucosamine tablets this morning. I used to take <laughs> glucosamine, and and I stopped a couple a few years ago, but recently yeah. I've I've had terrible problems. When I get up in the morning, I am absolutely. I'm walking around like Frankenstein's monster. It's ridiculous how stiff I am of a morning. Hello. Hello. But good morning. no, I, I, good morning. And uh, oh, and I, I'm really struggling. I said, eventually, I was like, I, I'm, I'm getting pain in my ankles, particularly my left ankle's bad. I've been playing football with the kids and stuff, and I'm like, I can't kick the ball properly. I mean, I could never Dude. kick the ball properly, but like, I, I can pass, in, you know, sidestep the ball. All right, side-foot the ball, but I can't. Yeah, you know, wander the left foot, me tell you. But as soon as I try and put my laces to it, it kills my ankles. I'm like, I've oh, got to start taking. So I've actually been to get something to see if it has Again, any, repeat, any impact. All right, Leonard Osman.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. You. You're not even 40. No, I'm not. Come on. No. You you need to start doing like yoga and mobility moves and stuff. Thank you. I've just been provided with sustenance for the next. Mrs. has just brought me a cupcake
0: down. Oh, my. Oh, that's, not, that's oh, why you need Sorry. A, she says she's not my get. missus because, because I've not popped the question. There you go. Thank you, my significant other,
1: my beloved. That'll do. It, is the question? Can I take you up the? Is that what the, the question is? Is popping the? Can I take you up the? You're my missus now. No. no. <laughs> uh, so I'm eating a maniac now. This this is now. I know for the sake of a podcast, you can't hear this, but this is now like Jimmy Lakewell and uh, D.S. Arnott <laughs> in that interview room going, D.I. Arnott, please. I didn't tell Come you on. anything, did I? No, no, I didn't tell you anything. <laughs> didn't tell you anything.
0: S***. <laughs> um, no. Well, so, uh, have you, have so, you seen the fact that, uh, obviously, Ted
1: Hastings hosted I got News for you? No. I, when was that? I, 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 on Friday. I don't, I don't... As much as I love Hislop, I think it's a fantastic editor of the only print publication in the last 30 years to increase its circulation. But I don't I really subscriber. hold Paul Merton. I don't yeah. think Paul Merton is relevant in this day and age anymore. Not that he was relevant in the late 90s, but when you put a dolphin over your head, that makes you relevant. He's stopped doing that. So I don't watch it anymore. It's pish.
0: Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's take. Well, it's been particularly bad. the It's been very difficult to watch with a virtual audience. The series they did first, I think we discussed this before, during lockdown yeah. Was was really good was excellent, where they were filmed at home and everything, It it, it worked really well. Then they went to having an audience in, but they were they have half the audience in the studio and half the audience next door, and it just didn't work. Then they did virtual ones, and it, the atmosphere was awful. There was nothing to feed off. It was terrible. I mean, the, the series actually started last week. But, of course, they dropped the episode on Friday night along with everything else. Oh, I don't yeah. know because it never got aired because of Prince Philip, even though there would have been... But I'm thinking, why couldn't they have shown it as a repeat a few days later? Why, why couldn't or, they have put or it or on the iPlayer? make it an iPlayer,
1: iPlayer exclusive. Exactly. And I'm thinking, you would well, go, that makes if you no want sense to, to me see at all. what you missed, put it on iPlayer.
0: Of course, this is recorded before Prince Philip died, so therefore it will contain no jokes about him that are inappropriate.
1: Of course. So... So anyway, in a so way, is... we've just given we've we've given Paul Merton around 9000 pounds to do f all. And all of his <laughs> recorded musings of oh, I'm, I'm so abstract. Oh, f- off. But he's
0: great Sorry. on just a minute. I love just a
1: minute. Yeah, it's but that's the radio, and you've got to you've got to have the wordplay. But Paul Merton, I really like Paul Merton. I really love the Paul Merton show on Channel 4. I think he's top-tier, God tier improviser. He is Astonishing. When you got him and Vranch and Lawrence all there, they're amazing. But when it mm. comes to Friday nights, and have I got news for you? Obviously recorded on the Thursday with lawyers mm. having kittens in the corner, he doesn't look like he's asked. And I know that's his shtick, but it's—he looks like Milton Jones with a stroke. That's <laughs> what he looks like. He looks—he's—he's he's got the same hair. He's got the same shirt but just a lack of interest behind those eyes. He just takes the money and he fucks off. I don't like it. Sorry. Well Paul Merton. Okay. <sighs> sorry, God. <guys. laughs>
0: but I didn't even know it was on. So, I, because I, I, I got it on a series link, the football flicked over randomly in the middle of, of Everton Spurs because I had two things recorded at the same time. Sorry. Top of the pops, 1990. Thank you. And have I got news for you? And much to my, I was like, oh. I, I mean, I didn't go mother of God when I discovered that to Adrian Dunbar was hosting. I did, though, when he introduced the first panelist, sat to Ian Hislop's left, Catherine Ryan. And all I'd just oh, i just like say is, Catherine. watch it and look at what she's done to herself. That's all I would say. I mean, I'm in no position to criticise anybody's but I'm just thinking, oh dear, oh dear. We sat, I'm yeah. like, oh, what have you done to your face, love?
1: I quite like it in that her and Jimmy but- Carr seem to have a loyalty card and they want to rack up as many points as they can with the same surgeon. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I might. Mm. We we've discussed plastic surgery before. I think it's got to look good, and it never looks good as soon as you've had it done. So, hopefully.
0: (sighs) Anyway, but that was that was that. I mean, she does look um, as if she's
1: always walking into the wind, though.
0: Yes, yes, she's always like that. Her her head's kind of like tilted back slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, but her Netflix. uh, No, but a a bit of a. Was it? I haven't. I haven't seen it. I, oh, it's, I think it's called the Duchess or something. Burke. It was awful. No.
1: I've <laughs> yeah, had a bit. It's
0: been a bit of a, a Duchess. I've had a bit of it. Well, do, do you want to hear the um, the hot tub update?
1: Hot tub update. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're not up to speed with the hot tub, please go to podfollow.com slash top content pod yeah. uh, for all your hot tub news, hot tub chats, hot tub talk, hot tub chats.
0: Yeah, what's hot, happening yeah. in the midst? Uh, it's, and you'll be able to hear this in, happen in real time if you go back and listen to the tranche of episodes from, from last week because the uh, delivery of the un, the replacement unit, it turned up in the middle of, of this recording last week. Mm-hmm. So after I'd finished the recording, went straight upstairs, went and plugged everything in, turned it on, same error message kept coming up. I was like, oh, for goodness sake. I was like, right. So I, I got onto the phone to the people again, no answer, left to leave a message. Same issue again, don't know what it is. And I thought, right, I'm going to have to start doing some troubleshooting of my own, because I thought there's something something else is, is amiss here. This can't, there's something. So I, I did a bit of investigating. I thought, so I went through it, I pumped it up again and, and all the rest of it. And, and I was like, why is it overheating? And anyway, so I hope nobody from the manufacturer is listening to this, because I just, what had happened was, in the instructions, it said, that make sure all the drain caps are fitted. And after the first time we'd used it, a lot of water had come out by the next day. So I went and put a drain cap on what I thought was the drain because there were two holes, one slightly diagonally above each other, the bottom one being for the filter, and the other one I just thought was a drain. What what you thought, thought was the drain. drain. Thought it was some you sort know of You know what
1: drain. I thought? It Hit me under dustbin and it, thought it was a wedding. You know, do
0: you know what I thought? Yeah, do you know what I thought it was? You know, you know in a sink where you've got the, the the hole at the back of the sink or the side where it's like so it doesn't overflow? Yeah. An out, yeah, that. I thought that was that. Yes, the and overflow outlet. Yes, so I thought it was that. It turns out it wasn't that at all. That's where the heat comes in. And because I'd completely sealed it with a perfectly fitting drain cap, what I thought was a drain cap, I had blocked the heat. So as soon as the heat was going in, it was just hitting the drain cap and going, no, there is no... Prick. Yeah. Prick. <coughs> Prick. So as Sorry. soon as I loosened... So as soon you as I loosened- sabotaged your own hot tub. Effectively, yeah. So as soon as I loosened you the f- drain idiot. cap... Yeah. So as soon as I loosened the drain cap off, the-, the temperature on the display dropped by 20 degrees. Sorry, 30 degrees. It went from about 39 to 11. And in fact, the te- the- it was about four degrees in there. So t- as soon as it, I was like, right, that's 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 what's caused that. And since then, it's worked
1: fine. So it's now fully functioning So are you and now, Johnny, two units, you know, Johnny, two yeah, units. So you've got like it, two heaters no, on either side. No,
0: no, you can't, you can't do that because it's, it's it, the the unit fits into, it goes, there's three sort of little pipe connecting pipes that come off it that go into the unit. It really could do with a second heater, if I'm honest, because it's, it's, it's quite a small heater for a, quite a decent sized tub so actually it could do with one on the other side but at the moment i've just got a spare unit got a couple of extra filters out of it i'm
1: waiting for them to ring me back to tell me when they're going to collect it but let me get this completely crystal clear it is not a manufacturing fault it is not an error code no it's
0: user error essentially well of a fashion yeah it's me following the instructions too literally that's what it is I'm being too too cautious with him thinking that was a drain cap and just mis- misunderstanding the commun- the. Were,
1: th- were the instructions po- wrong? Were the
0: very poor diagrams and the poor instructions pictures. wrong. It just said make so sure the, the, the drain caps weren't, weren't wrong, were they? Were they? Well, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, uh, no, I suppose not. Yeah. So it, it was it was me. So you know, I, I'm I'm sure people will be devastated that there's a distinct possibility. I hope there's a distinct possibility that this is the last instalment of hot tub chat.
1: You know. No wonder your woman won't let you call her the missus because you're a frigging <laughs> numpty. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so
0: we've dealt with that. So it was great because on Saturday afternoon, while 13 million of the nation were paying tribute uh, and watching the funeral of uh, His Royal Highness the Duke, not Kenny Duca, obviously, um, <laughs> Prince Philip, just in case anybody gets confused, yeah, we were, we were sat in the hot tub having a lovely time. It's great. Just you and your woman, not Mrs. No, the kids were in as well. Wow. And then Yeah, and then they got out. And then I had to, because when we realised, actually, there's quite a few, we had to, I had to do a bit of... You sound of, like a family
1: to get, from Making I, a Murderer. I had to
0: get the... Well, the last bit is I had to do, of course, the the, the you know the, the side that no one sees, apart away from the glamorous side of of hot tub action, is the having to get sort of a net to get rid of all the flotsam and jetsam that's on the top, because we didn't have a net, and I can't find one as of, as of now. So I had to get a sieve. Yeah, the scum on top. All the scum and the little dead midges and
1: dead bodies and things like that. We once had a uh, holiday let in the Cotswolds, and there was four couples, eight of us, and we had a hot tub. And in the morning, uh, my mate Gareth saw the scum on top of the hot tub, and he cleaned it all off with a pair of his used underkecks. Just (sighs) scraped it off the top. Nasty. Lovely place, though. Um, yeah. So before being derailed by Colin and Cuthbert, yeah, this sort of has to do with the seas. Something happened at the weekend which had been on the cards for absolutely ages. Yeah. And it finally came out, and now there's talk of legal action and anger. There's a few people that are really, really happy about it and are amazed how quickly it sort of span on its heel, and I'm probably as shocked as you are about it. I don't know if you've managed to see it, have you? What What are we talking about here? What well, obvious? Obvious. Go on the Simpsons on Sunday was <laughs> was amazing. <laughs> and I implore you to watch it.
0: It's It's not been on over here. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's been. It's on Disney Plus. I presume it probably isn't. Um, have you
1: read about it yet, or anything?
0: Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know the. I think it's going to be on next month. It it features uh, Benedict be Cumberbatch did in it in somewhere. Does yeah. it? It features someone, a character in it, who is some sort of amalgam of '80s singers. I wouldn't who, say it's an amalgam. Well, apparently but... that's what that's what Simpsons have said. No, that's, what they, else, that's what they've said. That's what they've said. But in reality, uh, the person. It's a fairly fairly perfunctory um Funtry, tawdry, pfuntry, tawdry, tawdry, um pastiche, if you will, of uh Stephen Patrick Morrissey.
1: It is es- Esquire. The Simpsons in America if if anything was right now, Bart Simpson would be older than I am. But he's still ten. Yeah. Yeah. And the Simpsons has had a drop off of quality probably since Probably since Conan O'Brien stopped writing for them and that's f***ing 1993. 1992. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's and, quite a long time ago, yeah. But it's got progressively worse after the millennium. And what happened on Sunday was lovely. I giggled my tits off. It was fantastic. It was called Panic on the Streets of Springfield. Yeah. And it starred Quillaby and the snuffs. Benedict Cumberbatch played Quillaby. However... He seemed to play him as a Scouse Jarvis Cocker, which is fine, which sort of gets you away from... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the Smith's Pastiche songs, which were brilliant, and the little uh, musical uh, whispers were written by Brett McKenzie from Flight of the Concords. All of this episode. And I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's fucking spot on. I think The Simpsons writers have been listening to top content because Morrissey oh, okay. pops up as much as Noel Edmonds does on top content, and this this is a, a podcast about news commentary. But it's <laughs> it's oh, it's one, it's it's the Simpsons on form. It's and I don't want to ruin well, it for you because I want you to watch it. I, and it went the uh, ending no, is oh, and there's there's a subplot about Homer. Having testosterone supplements, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant, but it's taken fucking uh, years. Morrissey was all for this. He was, you know, there was a, a picture.
0: Of, well, so he was all for it. There was a picture of a screen capture from the episode on his Facebook page before the episode aired. So they were quite being quite quite happy with it. Then, of course, when the episode aired and it didn't go quite the way he wanted it to. It wasn't portrayed or the character it that is slash wasn't portrayed. He then sent out a lengthy statement and, and, and was well, bringing I into, saw the, the lengthy into the conversation. Statement. Also, it was it was just really, really sad. It was just, the whole thing was, instead of, hey, he's a public figure, he's allowed to have yeah. opinions on whatever he wants and however unpalatable we may find those opinions, he's entitled to have them. In the same way that as a public figure, The Simpsons is actually able able to take the mickey out of him and his opinions. Now, I would say that being portrayed on The Simpsons at this point in his career actually
1: does him more good than harm. Oh, God, this will sell tickets for his uh, Caesar's Palace residency that he's doing in Las Vegas. People will now go... Oh, he's relevant again.
0: Precisely, Uh, which in a way which, quite honestly... He hasn't been, as far as I'm concerned, for a good many years. His music has been pretty average. Um, his music, but it's perfunctory. It's very, very, oh, just you know, just there's just been disdain for it. I think on a on a on a large scale basis, he, he's trying to do that thing of trying to retain his relevance. I remember getting him, watching him be interviewed on the Colbert Report. So this is going back, obviously, several years, given that, that show hasn't been on since. The end of twenty fourteen, and yeah, he and I thought, oh, he has got a sense of humour because he played along with the joke, and Colbert did his usual skewering of him in character, and he took, and he said that on the day of the interview that Morrissey had asked for all the staff to eat, uh, to the, the whole building <laughs> to be meat free, yeah. vegan, and they'd done that, and he took the Mickey out of him, and he, uh, it, Colbert took the Mickey out, of him and all the rest of it. And he played along with the joke, and I thought, "Oh, he has got a sense of humour. He can see, you know, have the ability to sort of step out of himself and look at himself." Occasionally, my opinions are a little bit out there. Um, And there was was remember, there was this thing about the the, the royal family, and he took the Mickey out of that, and it was uh, Colbert took the Mickey out of his opinions of the royal family and all the rest of it. But it's like, but I remember a friend of mine is a a big, yeah, is a big fan of his, and went to see him. I think. And, and there was a gig in Liverpool that he did where somebody threw a beer onto the stage, which has happened at gigs since time immemorial, in the first And he walked off the stage and refused to come back on and just went, thanks oh, very much, bye-bye, and just walked off because of because somebody had thrown a beer at the stage.
1: But compare and, and I contrast just thought, that with Pantera, the Cowboys from Hell, if people throw beer onto mm-hmm. the stage, they drink it. Then they fill up the cup yeah. and throw it back. So you have to watch the episode. It is amazing. It is not, not just for all the build-up. The build-up's beautiful. But then the denouement is, oh, oh. There's too many foreigners in the world. That line is brilliant. Whoever wrote that of The Simpsons, there's too many foreigners in the world. Too many foreigners in the world. A- amazing. Amazing. I just feel, the only person I feel bad for, as I always do with the Smiths, is Johnny Moe. Because the man's a genius. The man's a frigging genius. And Morrissey has shown himself to be poster Smiths. Basically, a sixth form writer of poetry. Yeah. I'm going to write my memoir and it's going to come out on Penguin Classics, but it's not a memoir and it's not a biography. It's a fiction of Stephen Patrick Morrissey. F off. <laughs> but you've got to watch it. It's amazing. It's amazing. I- I'm struggling and to tell what of- last time watch I watched that added- after Line of Duty was frigging amazing. <laughs> 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 Compare and contrast. But, and who will be the first of the
0: gang to die?
1: I don't think it's Kate.
0: But, hey, but you called it. You said this about three weeks ago. You said, I think she's going to get shot and you may very well be
1: right. Yeah, yeah. I, Yeah, yeah. No, because of two things. Ryan Pilkington, Carl Pilkington's cousin, yeah. um, he made a very, very definitive stand to say this gun has been workshopped. And workshops guns don't necessarily work properly all the time. Oh, yes. And don't forget, Kate, who is as hard as fucking nails, yeah. managed to take out the tyre of a Range Rover with a semi-automatic weapon from a, a bridge with the vehicle being many, many metres away. She's a dead shot on this. Yes. So I think his gun will either jam... Or she'll shoot his gun. I don't think she'll go for the lethal shot because she's smart, but we'll have to see. And the fact the fact that Tommy Hunter is both so Joe Davidson, Kelly MacDonald, yeah. is both the niece and daughter of Tommy Hunter. It's a bit bit wrong. Bit wrong. Ugh. Bit wrong. But Jimmy Nesbitt's in it as well, which is fantastic. I well, we've well, only the, seen the, him in photos so far. <laughs> And going, but, that's a good hairline. There was, I have to say
0: two things, yeah. criticisms I would have. Firstly, to get George Costigan, the great George Costigan back for that one single scene was a bit of a waste for me because he just comes on goes, I can't
1: remember anything, then wets himself. I'm like, come on. No, I know, that's but a bit he did of a that work. on purpose. He was fine because yeah. he was giving it to the prison yeah. guard and then he sat down and got asked yeah, questions yeah, yeah. he didn't want to answer.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I, I want to see more, more of him and then and then the s- s- questionable photoshop work that was going on there because <laughs> did you see there's a point at which there's some photoshops of, of of Adrian Dunbar as from 30 odd years ago in his graduating class of the police uh, yeah, that was- training school that he would have got that was poor, yeah and and then and then yeah. what is his name Nigel Boyle aka detective superintendent Ian Buckles the photoshopping of his head onto his <laughs> from obviously what was an old passport photo. It was oh, crap. <laughs> Who's done that? I, Who's, they, I have got... They've,
1: they've, they've, AC12, they've used C, uh, Photoshop CS3, I think, by the looks of that. That was poor. They've, they've used Coral Draw on the Atari <laughs> um i I've got <laughs> yeah. a bit of a theory about this. In, Do you want to have that uh, theory and I'll eat my cupcake here? No, no. Yeah. Go on, uh, you, on. you can just munch, munch and nod along. Um, yeah. In this time... With Alan Partridge. Alan is arrested by DS Buckles on the Norwich Ring Road for speeding. And Alan then gets taken to the police station by Buckles. He says, Oh, you think you're Vin Diesel? And Alan comes back with, Well, it's better than being vindictive. It's a brilliant line. <laughs> and then he and then he asks Norwich Constabulary for some compensation. So Buckles arrested Partridge. Right. Okay, yeah. Who was the commanding officer of the Siege of North Norfolk Digital slash Shape the way you wanted to be in Alpha Papa? I can't remember. Carmichael. (gasps) Am I wrong? I'm not. You're not wrong. Buckles, who's obviously part of the OCG, thick as f***. He's part of the gang. The The gang. gang. Carmichael (laughs) was also the commanding officer of Siege Face. So what has Alan got... On central Police's OCG, because we know that he 's done like Septed Isle and these are the places of my life he's an investigative reporter up there with Roger Cook and Richard Maidley and Robert Rinder. Partridge is part of that pantheon. yeah, so because we know that Neil went from being the general manager of Wernham Hogg because he was in Swindon, yeah, and then Neil became Jimmy Lakewell, the solicitor. Central Chambers. So it's all there. It's all there. I'm wondering, is, is H Lin? That could be the it case. Is,
0: is H, in fact... Well, I think H might Sue have been Lin's mother. Lin's mother?
1: Sue yeah. Cook. Yeah. Michael's definitely on the crew because he taught them weapons training.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This this is this is it's all making sense really when you when you drill down into it it makes perfect perfect sense
1: I mean because I think I think as well Pete Gabitas might have been part of the whole thing who's Pete Gabitas Pete Gabitas made those videos that Alan was in I think he was also a producer on Skirmish right he was also the person who sold him the CPR doll yeah Alan's involved in there's got to be something that flicked Alan to drive to Dundee with no shoes on there's got to be something that pushed him it could have been the death of Lindsay Denton I don't know but no I know going hang on, on it's just the penny
0: has just dropped I know who H is did we ever see the body after he fell off the roof trying to fix the television aerial it's Tony Hayes Tony Hayes <gasps> Tony Hayes yeah Kill Chris Feather because he wasn't happy with this. You know, no. it's all coming together. So after all, all this time, we know. Yeah, I'm disgusted. There
1: you go. Oh, wow. I will say something though. Line of Duty managed to do in one fucking episode more than BBC yeah. journalists have done for twenty years regarding Stephen Lawrence and Christopher older Yeah. So they they talked about this racist murder of Lawrence Christopher and. If you're not aware of it, it's an amalgam of two cases. The Stephen Lawrence case where he was murdered by a, a gang of white guys who a couple of them might have been connected to the police and also Christopher Alder who was an ex-squaddy who, who died in Hull in custody in Queen's Gardens and the police officers who were eventually taken to trial a few years ago were all acquitted. So it's not as if he's not as if he put it in subtle. Lawrence Christopher. Stephen Lawrence, Christopher Alder. He was so friggin' obvious. The fact that Jed Mercurio has done more work than the BBC journalists makes me sick. He's done Jill Dando in this because of Gail Vella. It's yep. he's laid it on thick he's he's gone against Cyril Smith, he's gone against Jimmy Savile, he's gone against yep. Rhodes Boyson. Because as soon as the episode started on Sunday, it was like, George Costigan's in it. Fairbank is back. Jed Mercurio has done all of these things more than the BBC have managed to look at their own past indiscretions and failings. It's amazing. That's in a a drama, for God's sake, with badly photoshopped faces.
0: (laughs) But of course, you know, once... I mean, I'm quite glad... Obviously, we're now getting towards the end of the series because there's only, only one episode left. And then, of course, AC12 can go... Is there two episodes, two episodes left? Yeah, there's seven episodes in this, not six. Oh. Well, wow, that's marvellous,
1: isn't it? That's excellent. And then, Which and mean, then there's well, definitely another series.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But in between, well, they can, they can now, I think they can now shoehorn in a second series, Series 6.5, where they disappear off and uh, deal with any potential corruption in the formation of the breakaway European Super League. Don't, I don't think they'll find anything. I think the whole thing's legitimate. I've bored myself.
1: Corruption in football. <laughs> what are you talking about? With, with, with my reputation. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Me, the 13th owner of Manchester United,
1: in the <laughs> headquarters at three o'clock in the morning with my reputation. Thank you for listening to yet another Top Content. Uh, We're riding high in the charts. I don't know how that's happening, but I put that down to you, going to podfollow.com slash topcontentpod to listen to our full archive. Uh, you can listen, rate, review, subscribe, do all of those fun things
0: that we know you love to do when you click on your phone and send us uh, shooting to the top of the algorithms and getting on the ground floor of what could, uh, by the next time you hear us, be an award-nominated podcast, but that's unlikely. Uh, you can also find us and keep up with all our latest news and things and stuff uh, on social media, at Top Content Pod, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok.
1: As ever, Top Content has been a Top Content production.